This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Classic Coldplay song right there. And you know what? You could be hearing them perform that in person because we have two tickets to give away to see Coldplay September 22nd at BC Place. Just keep listening for your chance to win because we're going to be playing Is It Coldplay coming up. So keep listening for that. Right now we're going to talk about daycares. It is really hard for parents out there to find a daycare. And I think often what people do is they, you know, put their names on waiting lists wherever they can uh, in the hopes that a spot will open up somewhere. But a BC mom has been speaking out actually about a very common problem that faces a lot of parents who do that. And that is each one of those daycares might just charge you a fee, a non-refundable deposit to be on their wait list. It's a pretty common practice, apparently. Uh, And then guess what? You don't get that money back when you do eventually get into perhaps a different daycare. So what is the deal with this? Is this a problem out there? Well, joining us now is Emily Gallick, who's the Executive Director of Early Childhood Educators of BC. Emily, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. How common is this practice? Well, I think, um, I, I'm not really sure how common it is, like across the province itself, but it is, you know, there there are quite a few that uh, do do that. They have a wait list fee. Okay. And so can it be sizable? Like what what kind of range do you think we're talking about here? Well, what I've heard, it uh, could start from about $20 all the way up to 200 um, is what I've been hearing. Yeah. That's expensive because normally, I guess, Emily, people do have to put themselves on multiple waiting lists, don't they? Exactly. So we hear of some families, you know, 30, 40, even 60 wait lists uh, once they know they're even pregnant just to get into a, just in the hopes to get in onto a, into a child care program. Wow. Why do you think daycares would charge this? What are you hearing from people on that? Well, I think there's actually probably two reasons. One, firstly, is, you know, there is some operation cost to maintain large wait lists, especially if you're a larger program. And it's not like a school system where you know your child's five and you want to register them into a school. Um, there's people there that are paid to do that, to manage those those registrations. And there isn't the same thing that happens within um, individual child care centres. And that's why we've been promoting a new system to actually have a system of child care with the 10-a-day plan moving forward that would really support that. I think also the second reason that some child care programs do it is actually um, increases the profit margin for them and for their investors. Right. Uh, you talked about the system. Um, is that coming? I know we've we've heard about that from the province before, like some kind of centralized wait list. Well, that's what we think it's part of the bigger system as government moves forward, both our province and and the federal government moves forward to build a child care system like other um, public good systems that are out there, that that would be part of what they hope to develop or that's what we're hoping to see, that this 
this extra financial burden isn't put on to families. Like, I can't even imagine being a family that's on um, on uh, parental leave, having to pay, you know, that kind of money, even at $20 a person if you're trying, or a program, and you're trying to, to secure a spot in, you know, 30 different places just hoping to get in. Like, I can't imagine what uh, pressure that puts on families already under pressure. And what about, we've also been hearing about how some daycares are now charging kind of extra fees for things that they didn't charge for before. Do you think we perhaps just need to set down some rules on this on what can be charged for and what can't be charged for? Absolutely. I think childcare programs, as we move forward to reduce fees for families and increase operating costs for those childcare programs, they do need to be accountable for that money that they're receiving to reduce those fees and, and what that looks like. And from my understanding, there is a lot of um, measures in place. I'll be re- it will be really interesting to see how government responds to childcare programs and that then increase their fees after they receive that additional funds. Right. Or perhaps add on additional fees, right? Like charge for things that they weren't charging for before. Exactly. Exactly. Are you hearing about that happening as well? Yes, we have heard that. Um, not not very often, but we have been hearing about that. So like I said, it'd be real. I really believe that, um, even even our ideas within the 10-a-day plan, there is accountability for those operators to receive those funds, and we believe that's the way to go. Is there any progress being made on that front, Emily, that you know of? Like, is the government looking at this? Well, I know that they're aware, and they've been... And there's, there's, they are looking at it. So, like I said, I'll be interested to see how it does play out and, and how those accountabilities that they've already um, included in those contracts for, for the funds that those operators are, are receiving play out. I think that that will be the next step. And we see how, how this all plays out over the next little while. Any advice for parents out there then, Emily, who are kind of trying to still find that daycare and maybe they do have to utilize these waiting lists? Well, you know, it it really, it, like I think what this parent has done is brought the issue to the table. And what I would recommend is that they continue to bring those issues to their local MPs, their local MLAs, and um, keep keep taking this to those decision makers and to say this is a real issue for us as as families as our children are are trying to access these different programs and I think that's the number one piece like it's just a good place to continually bring the pressures that families are facing to find really high quality childcare within their communities and and the government needs to really listen to these families that are struggling with this whole process All right, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That's Emily Gallick, who's the Executive Director of Early Childhood Educators of BC. Now, the waiting list situation, having to pay a non-refundable deposit on that, that is a little bit different from the other situation we've heard about with some of these daycare centers now charging parents for things that used to be included in their payment. But now that they're getting the government subsidy, now they're charging parents additionally for things like, oh, you want to access the camera to watch your child at daycare? Well, now we're going to charge you $150 
$150 a month, whereas before they didn't have that charge. So that the ministry has been very clear. The government has been clear in saying you can't do that. You can't charge for things that previously were included, but these cases do keep cropping up. The waitlist situation, though, is different. As, as Emily was pointing out, though, maintaining the waitlist, like, and the fees are different. And so, you know, different daycares, different fees just to be on that waiting list. That's also a bit of a barrier for people, too. If you've had that happen to you, let me hear from you. Simi at CKNW.com. You can also call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899.